We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. I hope you all are not tired of learning about Jesus and his power. I don't think you should be. I don't think anybody should be. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And last week we began to take a look at the last phase, the third phase, which is his power. And we began to explore how everything that Jesus did, the power that Jesus, you know, exhibited or, you know, um, expressed while he was on the face of the earth, they were made possible because of the help of the Holy Spirit. Bible says in Matthew chapter number 1, starting from verse number 18, says the angel said to Joseph, said because of that which God bless you. That that which was conceived in a womb, you know, has been of the Holy Ghost. Meaning that that which Jesus did, you know, on earth, you know, was enabled by the power of the Spirit. And until the Spirit of the Lord, you know, descended upon him, Jesus didn't do anything. I showed you all that last week Sunday. Now, the beautiful thing is that this morning, I'm then going to be showing you how the same power that Jesus had on earth, how that same power is in you. And now you are then able to command in those things that be not as though they were. How you as a believer can begin to rise up and live victoriously without fears. How you can pray and trust God for certain things and you can receive them. How you can grow your faith. How you can put the name and the power of the Lord to test. How you can say, Lord Jesus, I'm trusting you for this and the Lord is making that available for you. Because that power that was in Jesus, that power is in you if you've accepted the Lordship of Jesus. Much more if you, you know, have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, meaning that you've unwrapped the giftings of the Spirit, you know, that is already in you. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. In John chapter number 1 from verse number 11. John chapter number 1 from verse number 11. Bible speaking to us concerning Jesus, 11 to 13. Bible says he came to his own. He came to his own people, his own people did not receive him. He came to his own, his own people did not receive him. He said to us that for as many of them that received him, to them he gave powers. Another version says he gave them authority to become sons of God. The word power or authority in that verse of the Bible is the word translated exousia. It's the power to choose. The power to do whatever you think you will. It's delegated power, delegated authority. He gave it to everyone who believed in him. Meaning that if you believe in Jesus, that same power is made available for you. He came to his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in him, in his name. The father on it then says, those who were born, not of the blood, not of water, not of man, but of God, but of the will of God, not of the will of the flesh of man. Simply put that anyone who believes in the name Jesus has their exousia to operate as the child of God. 
you know the beautiful thing about power? Except you exercise it, you may not know you have it. That's the reason why you have the responsibility as a New Testament believer to grow your faith. The Lord has dealt with each and every one of us what is called a measure of faith. The faith that you have is not the faith that I have. I can pray for the sick and they, be, they can be healed. You may not be able to do that. Not because you don't have that power, but because you've not begun to experiment or put your powers to test. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. I did not start praying healing on people, you know, when I would not tested the same power on myself. I actually began walking by the grace of the Lord, you know, in healings and miracles by using myself as a scapegoat or a specimen. So when I have headache, I'd declare, lift up my hands up unto heaven and I prayed, Father, there is authority in the name of your son, Jesus. And you've given me the same power. You went through the cross, you went to this, um, all this pain just because of me. By your stripes, Jesus, I have been healed. And so I command in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of headache and leave me. Then I shut my eyes off. Before I know it, it's gone. So I tested the power on myself. I saw its efficacy and its workability. Then I began to then say to myself, if God did it for me, he can do it through me for all the people. That is how a believer exercises faith. Now let me tell you something about power. You see, power, that's the spirit of the, the power of the Holy Ghost. Power is only useful here on earth. You don't need power in heaven. There is no demon to cast. Nobody is sick that you want to heal. Am I preaching this morning? There is no demon to cast away. Nobody is sick. You don't need power in heaven. You need power here on earth. So power is not to be kept. You don't use it in some measures and say the rest. When you die, they should bury you with it. You ain't going to heaven with power. You don't need power there. There is no need for power in heaven. You need power here on earth. I've given you powers to trample open serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemies and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. That is what the word of the Lord says. So the way you know that you truly have power is to begin to put it to test. You are having nightmare. As a child of God, you wake up in the middle of the night, contend in the place of prayer and the place of prayer and begin to pray and cast and bind, exercising the authority in the name of Jesus. If you have faith, that demon that will not heed to the name Jesus has not been created. That is how to grow. You know, I've shared some of my stories with some of you all before. But many of you may not fully understand the potency, I mean, the weight of some of the things that I share sometimes. See, I was born into a polygamous home. I'm the only son of my own mother. My father had ten of us. He had three wives. So now... And my mother was the last, no, not the last wife, the second wife. Now, if you come from the part of the world where I'm from, you would understand, you know, the loads that come upon a woman to be able to give birth to a baby boy. Especially in a polygamous setting, a woman would rather have all her children males instead of females. So my mother then, God looked at her and then God chose, you know, to have mercy, then presented me to her as a gift, as a second child. I have an older sister myself, then I have a younger sister. Now then, let that then tell you a little bit of some of the things that I would have gone through as a baby. 
He was so bad that at some point when the glory of the Lord began to rise upon my life, these forces were enormous. The challenges were overwhelming. One of the mistakes I made then also was that I was being pursued by forces and powers of darkness and I was also trying to run after the same power to, 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 to save me, to rescue me. Darkness cannot extinguish darkness. It takes a light to extinguish darkness. And saying to you that those of you who know that, you know, you have from, um, um, from a lineage where the demonic forces are terribly at work, you don't rely on demonic powers to also rescue you. You become like them. The light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. Those of you who are from the lineage of addicts, your father, your grandfather, alcohol addict. Sexual addict, sexual loss, immorality, all of all those addictions was very prevalent in their life. And you want to rise up and snap out of that. You've got the power to. I'm not teaching you theory. I'm teaching you the things I have been able by the help of the Holy Spirit, you know, to live by the outward appearances of my own life. I prayed myself out of the doldrums of, of the snare of the devil when I reckoned with the power in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, I told us, last week Sunday when I was getting ready for church, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, say, I am the force behind the name Jesus. When I'm praying for someone until I get to that point when I say, in Jesus' name, I do not feel as though I prayed. And truly, you should not feel like that. Because there is no power, there is no prayer without the name of Jesus. Not in God's name. Not in, in, in God's name we are prayed. Not in the name of the Father we are prayed. No, in Jesus' name we are prayed. His God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow. Not that they will bow. It's a must for them to bow. The ones in heaven, the ones on earth, the ones on earth, the earth. They shall rise up and then confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm saying that you as a believer, this power is available. You know all this near success syndrome some of you suffer from? It's demonic. Whatever thing that is on, ongoing in your life that is not in compliance, you know, with the, with the word of the Lord, it's against God's plan for your, for your life. Jesus speaking said to the people, in the beginning it was not so. For your life to be on course, you must know what is not so from the beginning. Then you would rise up with the consciousness of the spirit of the Lord that is in you. And the power that you have. And you contend. How long would you contend for? You contend till you, your, your eyes begin to see the things that your mouth is saying. The devil that will rise up from my lineage to contend against me. Not just me now. My children and my children to, 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 to be born. is not anywhere to be found. Because I've dealt with them, all of them. And they know. So I don't live my life right now casting out demons. You see that prayer and fasting I said I'm going to do on those sons of mine, um, June 1st to 3rd. Why should I be, you know, put myself through? I'm not fasting for myself, for them. For them. Now, why should I do that and the God unto whom I'm calling will not answer? He's not a wicked God. I've told you as a church, if your desire, that which you desire, if your, your, your motive for desiring it is right, 
And if that's what you desire is good for you, God desires to give you that desire much more than you desire to have the desire. No, I'm not rhyming. I'm telling you God's word. If you, your desire is good, if your motive for desiring that which you desire is good, you can be rest assured that God desires to give you that desire much more than you desire to have the desire. She cried unto God. It's shameful. I'll come into your house and I cannot give offering. Yet, there are adults who come to God's house who cannot give one cent as offering. Some don't feel it. Not because they don't have. They do have, but they don't want to give. Something is wrong. Someone was getting bothered. I cannot tithe. I cannot give offering. For some people, it really doesn't matter to them. See this man of God here, Brother Ron. See this Brother Ron here. Brother Ron once walked up to me and said to me, Pastor, you know one of the reasons why I've chosen to stay in Lofty Heights? I said, no, sir. He said, because of the way you teach on tithing and offering. I mean, you all remember his testimony, right? We had him in one village square like that. He said God broke the hold of poverty in his lineage via tithing. He's, when the service is over, walk up to him and we'll share it with you. He said at some point when he chose not to, you know, to do that again, he said his finances went down. You know one of the reasons why you're not giving? It's the fear of lack. If I give it, I will not have enough. And that's why some people truly don't have enough. You think God needs the money? No. I've said it before. Look at this edifice the way it is right now. If I did not put one cent, one cent, if my wife and I did not give towards the purchase of the ark or towards the face to the renovation, God would still have made the ark possible because it is his project. So if he says you should give, it is because he wants to bless you in return. You stood here, you, you reached out to me that God gave you a word concerning everyone giving when we were about to take possession. Then I told you that when you have the opportunity that you should share on the altar. Walk up to and Some of you heard it. God told her, not me this time around. God told Minister Jumi that everyone who was giving, contributing towards the purchase of this facility, he was going to build a house for them. I think you said you saw people being handed over keys. Uh -huh. Being handed over keys to the house. And you can be in this church and you're trusting God for a house then you have an opportunity to build for the Lord. And you are, you know, you are saving your own down payment. I've heard a man of God say before that if that which you have in your hand is not sufficient to execute that which you desire, it is seed, it is not yours. You throw it. Some of us have been living this way for a while. My wife and I carried our TV TV, my, as a, I mean, I was actually a bachelor then. We're not married. My TV carried it to TV stand, took it to um, Canaan Land Hotel, Winners Chapel, sowing it as a seed. Young boy. I remember, Brother Michael, when I took the TV stand to water and some other items that accompanied that, that as a seed, the Lord said to me that what happens to television what happens to this stand? I said, it's placed on television. He said, do people look up or down to watch a TV placed on a stand? I said, they look up. He said, that is the way man will begin to look up unto you. 
The year 2009 or 2010, as a young bachelor, you know, you know, she's been following me for so long, she just don't want to leave me alone. We're not married, but she kept on tagging along. Celebrate Lady T. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. She must be very smart because she perhaps would have seen the future. As a young bachelor, I carried my TV, LG. That was the year when flat screen was becoming prominent. Carried it, took it to the church. Another place where I used to worship there. And I dropped it. And the pastor looked at me and said, why are you doing this? I said, because this is what I have. Hey! Paramakapata. He opened his mouth. Declared Psalm 126 over our lives. Myself and my wife. I dropped it with the remote control, sir. With the remote control. With the remote control. Now, sister, I was saying, what is television now? With all sense of modesty as I speak to you, in this city, I have close to eight televisions. In this city, I have, how many do I have? No, tell me. I'm sure it's more than eight. In the house where I live, in the house where I live alone, I must have like uh, maybe three or four there. You know, some of you don't understand certain, yeah? And when I say I have, I'm not talking about small televisions. No. Now, I've not even ever thought about this before. It's now that it's just coming up. But I'm just saying to you that certain things you need to do. You and I, Lady T, once carried our deep freezer to church. My mother-in-law almost felt something must be, something must have not in you guys. I told, I, I, I called the taxi. And I said, come and carry this freezer and take it to this place. Let your life be such that whatever you have, that there is nothing you have that God cannot demand from you. Once I was young, now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken when you sit back for bread. Parakasata labaya. I, I keep sharing things around this all the time. Many people still don't get it. Many people still don't get it. <sighs> Jesus. 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 There's just something about the name. Master and Savior. Master, Savior, Savior, Jesus, Jesus, like a fragrance after like the rain, after the rain, after the rain, Jesus, 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 Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. Kings Open your mouth and sing it. They shall all be gone. I want to use you as a point of contact to your wife. All right? I want to use it as a point of contact. As, as I stood there right now, I, I, I like saw how connected to this service. And so, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for your son and I pray for his wife specifically. Laying my hand on his own tummy as a point of contact unto that of his wife. 
I declare in the name of Jesus, every pain ceases. Let the God, the God of the first, let him be the God of the second. This pregnancy is without Azus. It is without issues. Your testimonies will not be aborted. I declare over your life a saucer that your strength is renewed. In the name of Jesus, I declare that that tears are over. That pain is over. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord will not give you one and take one away from you. Both the first and the second and the ones that will come will be preserved. Your testimonies will not be aborted. In the mighty name of Jesus, shall all pass away. But there is something. He came to his own. His own received him now. But as many of them that received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. Child of God, you have power resident in you. You don't have exousia. You actually have what is called dunamis. Act chapter number one from verse number eight. Please give me that on the screen. I remember in this city, I once looked at the boss in the face and I said to her, I said, see, you need to stop making me uncomfortable. I said, the only power that you have over me is on this job, but my life is much more than this job. If you try nonsense, nonsense will do you. Now don't go and try that with your boss. Men are to be respected and not to be feared. God alone is to be feared and to be worshipped. Don't let any man, any, 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 anybody from anywhere become a God to you. Even when you are worshipping God, you don't do like, you are not reverencing God. You see man, you are, you, are, you, are, you are shaking. But you shall receive power. The power here is the Greek word translated dunamis. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Meaning that anyone who has received the Holy Spirit has got dunamis. Dunamis is light wire. Naked fire. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Ephesians chapter number 1, if you start reading from verse number 15, give me that on the screen. Ephesians chapter number 1 from verse number 15, Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus says, You therefore, brethren, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and your love for the, for the saints, I do not cease to give thanks to God for you. Daily mentioning you in prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's epignosis, right knowledge. See, now, I'm tempted to, to declare it. Okay, because you're in church, let me just declare it. The month of June 2022 is your month of light. Amen. You know, I was leading in prayers during encounter night. So many of you missed the encounter night. I don't know why. You said, hey, it's painful that you allowed yourself to miss it. Especially if you also didn't connect online, but on YouTube, go play this prayer, those prayer points again. You heard me leading prayers around clarity and direction. It's because of what the Lord has spoken to me concerning the month of June. 
Give me that scripture again on the screen. The word knowledge you see there, it's called epignosis. It means the right knowledge. That kind of knowledge only comes by light. Light means revelation, illumination. See, let me just declare it unto you all right now. In that month of June, many of you do not know what to do with your life. Light is coming. Clarity is coming. And I'm saying this right now to then also extend invite to you to join commanding your month on that 1st of June via Zoom, 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Set your alarm, 1st of June. It's via Zoom. The Zoom ID is 306-0123456. The Zoom ID is 306-0123456. The password is 1234. This Wednesday is 1st of June, 6 a.m. Join your brethren, join the believers to pray, to decline into the month of June. We, when we're going into a month, we don't step into the month casually. No, we are resting from the very first day. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, like I was saying, in the knowledge of him. That word knowledge is epignosis, the right knowledge. See it here now. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness. He did not say what is the greatness of his power. Someone say after me, exceeding greatness. Exceeding greatness. Not the greatness of it, because his power is very exceeding. Not the greatness of his power. The exceeding greatness of his power toward those of us who believe. That word power, there again, church, it is that same word, dunamis. That word power, it is the same word, dunamis. The exceeding greatness of his dunamis. The exceeding greatness of his dunamis toward those of us who believe. I remember when I got into this country. You know, by the time I was leaving Nigeria and I was coming over here, I had no intention of staying. My thought was to just come, you know, go back and all of that. But when I got here, I realized that it was going to be challenging to leave just my wife and my children here. So I then said, okay, so I'm going to stay here. That for my career to kickstart became an issue. Because the last time I worked for a man was in the year 2008 or 2009. And I got here in 2016. I don't go for interviews. I interview people. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. You know, this country has a way of humbling you. Hallelujah, glory to God. But like Jesus said to John, let us just do it, you know, for, to just follow standards. Let's just do it for the sake of just doing it. Then I then began to trust God for a job. Then I would apply. I was getting rejections. It was so, so much that Some people close to me, you know, even advised me that I was going for too much higher job. That's why I'm getting rejections. Because truly, when I go for interviews, they will tell me I did well. Say, but I'm overqualified for the job. And sometimes they'll forget that I'm overqualified. I qualify myself. Take away the over and just give me the job. I like it. Give me. But they won't give me still. So my wife one day then said, hey, about maybe you have, you know, you two, it's just very senior roles you're always looking for. Maybe you should just look for, 
I said, no, madam. I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, no. 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 I didn't come into this country to be a low life. No. No, I'm of the, I'm of the humble opinion that every immigrant, every immigrant should live a better quality of life in a foreign land than it is possible for them in their, in their own country. That's my estimation. Your, the quality of your life must be better. God is not wicked, especially if you're a believer. It's many of you are so used to a certain standard back home. You are living well, doing well. Children going to the same school. Good school. Solid things happening in your home. You now get here, you now want to settle. No. So jobs were not coming. I'd pray, I'd fast, I'd do all sorts. Until one day I knew my eyes were open. And I saw this is a, this is a roadblock. There is a barrier. And I need to shatter it by the fire of the Holy Ghost. So I threw myself into prayer and fasting. I usually just like to do three days. Three days, prayer and fasting. Now wake up in the middle of the night. The heaven of my career in this nation open up. Heaven open up over my career. I will not search. I'm favored. I begin to confess it. It didn't take one month or two months before the job came. It's God, if you believe. The exceeding greatness of his power. Those of you who are students who are under the sound of my voice, I say this all the time. When I was in school, the way some of you are right now, I never failed one curse, one course. Never repeated a class. Never. Because the same exceeding greatness of his power that is at work towards me reveals questions to me before I go in for the exams. I know some of all these things may be hard for some of you. You're you thinking, no, he's just saying it because he's... Okay. Oh, oh, oh. of his power toward those of us who believe. See, that power is not in measure. Meaning, it cannot be quantified. It's not limited. There is certain thing that gets you access into that power. Consciousness of the spirit. Consistently praying in the Holy Ghost. And like I teach you all, all the time, the love walk. The, work, the love walk, making sure that in your heart there is no bile against any man. Oh. Exceeding greatness of his power towards those of us who believe. So, this power is not going to be exercised in your silence, it's going to be in your mouth. Bible says the power of life and death uh -uh, die in the tongue. You know, power actually is in the tongue, not in the mouth. You say mouth because the tongue is in the mouth region. That's why you use the word mouth. But fundamentally, power is in the tongue. Some people, someone like my mother, for example, they don't open their mouth to say negative things to people because if they do, it will be so. Where I come from, there are certain people, if you see their tongue, you would know what rests in there. My mother, 
Under whose tutelage I grew. Ah, he's one of them. When the devil was delaying this gentleman's wife, Sister Mommy, on a carrier, and jobs were not forthcoming, the Lord had already said to the husband, things were already going, and Mommy was saving me, was saving God through me. I'll call for this, she will run, she will do it. I'll say, do this one, she will run, she will do it. And you cannot be going this length and there will be no distinction in your life. So one day she came. I mean, you all heard that testimony, right? The testimony is on YouTube. You can go and watch it. She came to my house to see me. I think we were to have a career coaching session. And the spirit of the Lord came upon me. I went to my drawer. I've never done that before. I took off my, one of my, that my very long winter jacket that I wear. The Lord says, go and grab one of your jacket and put it on her. I put that jacket on her and I declared, if I be a man of God, if Jesus called me and I did not call myself, in three days or two weeks or so, I can't remember exactly how long I gave her, I said, a job lands on your laps miraculously. See, the beautiful thing about Sister Mommy is that she's not a baby in the spirit. So she understands. She knows that the key to getting certain things is honor. So her hearts are open. Her heart was totally open. She received it with the entirety of her being. And I bring down, brought her my oil. Then I poured the oil on her. From today, I break the hold of delay in career progression in your life in this land. As I was about to be done, the Lord said to me, your mom is around. Call her in and let her declare. My mom was not there when I was giving her specifically when the job was going to come. My mom came. When I told her she would get the job, it was the same thing my mom uttered. And my mom laid her hands on her. Do you know, she, I mean, you all saw that, you all heard a testimony, so you know. She came back rejoicing. Maybe I told her three days, on the second day, the job landed. There is power mighty in the blood. There is power mighty in the blood. There is power mighty in the in the blood of Jesus Christ, there is power in the blood. If this is going to be your church, you must be very broad in thinking. Did you hear me? You must be very broad in thinking. Your mind must be enlarged. Limitations cannot be entertained. If this is going to be your church, you must be the one blazing the trail in your field. You must be the one showing others what way to go. If the power is going to work in your life, it's going to work by the confessions of your mouth. As I bring the service to a close this morning. It will work by the confessions of your mouth. Let's see Ephesians chapter number 4, 29 to 32. Ephesians chapter number 4, 29 to 32. If the power is going to work in your life, it must be from the words of your mouth. Ephesians 4. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. The word is good for necessary edification. That it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let no corrupt word come to your mouth. Matthew chapter number 12, 33 to 37. 
Matthew chapter number 12, verses 33 to 37. Matthew chapter number 12, 33 to 37. See what Jesus says here. A good man, 33 says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Meaning that you'll be known by the confessions of your mouth. You know, it, it amazes me how we share confessions. Instead of you all lifting up your hands and confessing, opening your mouth. I declare, uh, okay. Give me the next verse, 34. It says, brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the earth, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Meaning that the mouth has no capacity to speak of itself, except that which is at, it, it has internalized. Give me the next verse. 35 says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And that evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So those of you who use, if I if you go read message translation, it talks about foul languages. You use the F word, the B word. You use all those nasty words, you know, to say it was because I was angry. No, it's not because you're angry. It's because the spirit of those foul languages, they are in you. That's why you use them without remorse. Look at 36 now. He says, but I said to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. 37, the last verse. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. By the words of your mouth, church. That's where the power is in your tongue. You're trusting God for a job. Do you have a confession of faith on job, miracle job? You're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Do you have confessions of faith on the fruit of the womb? You're trusting God for healing. Do you have confessions of faith on healing? You're trusting God for marital partner. Do you have confessions of faith on marital partner? Do you? The moment your hand is laid upon them, you begin to confess them. For how long? Confess them till your eyes begin to see the things your mouth is saying. Dunamis is in you. Hallelujah. The real power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass us away. But there is something, oh, there's something not if there is anything you can do as a result of your presence in this service this morning, it is to move to that level to be, begin to put your power to a test. If you're a parent, you're under the sound of my voice and your child is sick, pray healing for them and do it by faith. If you have three children, for example, and you do it on one and God answers, you can be certain that God would heal whatever children that's sick again. Do you take that power out? That is how to reign victoriously on earth. Believers are powerful people. We are not powerless. We are not without power. Because the Holy One lives in us. Raise up your hand up unto heaven. And give God praise this morning. And bow your name. And bow your name. I love to hear you don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. All eyes closed. All eyes bowed. 
for this power to become prominent in your life and to be available, you've got to confess the Lordship of Jesus. John chapter number 1 from verse number 11. He came to his own, his own received him not. But to them that received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. Only if you confess Jesus as your Lord this morning, then you become sons and of course yes, daughters of God. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Say this after me, dear Father. I thank you for your word that has gone forth to me this morning. I repent of my sins and I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe you died, Jesus. I believe you rose again. Please save me. Keep me in your warm embrace. Make me yours forever. From this moment and even forevermore. Amen. If you say that prayer, celebrate Jesus this moment. Come on, celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate we trust Jesus. God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.